Okay, we begin today with Sefer Micha, the sixth of the twelve prophets of Treosar. Uh, we're on Perak Aleph, Pasuk Aleph, Bar Hashem, Asher Hayah of Micha, and it would be appropriate to acknowledge the tremendous support and contribution from Congregation Gevura. Um, they have been a total pillar of support and encouragement, and so for that, we thank them. So we begin in Micha by setting the timeline with a Gemara from Psachim, um, Ayin Zion Amud Aleph, that says, and allow me to quote, Omar Rav Yochanan, there were four Nevi'im who prophesied contemporaneously at the same time. In other words, there were four prophets at the same period. Some say Yeshayahu was the mentor of Micha. In any event, what's astounding and we called attention to this before, is this is 150 years before Sancheriv uh, exiles the 10 tribes of the Northern Kingdom. Again, 150 years before Micha and these other Nevi'im are making these exact uh, prophecies of what is going to happen. So we know now the basic timeline. As we get into Micha, we will see other biographical facts. So let us begin. Morasha is a city in Yehuda. So we learn that he was of the tribe of Judea because it's silent. Usually it tells us the Navi Shevet. We get from Hamarashti that he is from Yehuda. Bimei, and he prophesied in the days of Yosem, Achaz, Yechizkiyahu, Macha Yehuda. Again, that mentions the other Nevi'im as well, prophesied at that time. But here there is a glaring omission, and that it doesn't mention the parallel kings of Israel. In other words, the other Nevi'im say, these were the kings of Yehuda, these were the kings of uh, Israel that ruled at the same time. Here it is silent as the kings of Israel. And that's strange because as we're going to see, the basic uh, targets of Micha's prophecies were the ten tribes. Radak says very casually there, uh, it's as if he mentioned them. We know who the contemporary kings were of Israel. Abarbanel says no and brings to our attention a very serious dichotomy between Yehuda and Israel is that there was contempt by the Nevi'im of Yehuda and the people of Yehuda for the ten tribes. They felt the kings were usurpers, the kings were absolutely leading the people astray, and so the omission is not accidental, it's contempt for them. Uh, so there is no mention of who the kings of Israel were at that time. So continues Shalayim. He prophesies on both Shomron and Yerushalayim, which would be both 
Malchai Yehudot, and the Asara Hashvatim. Because that is always a synonym for Yehudah. Yes, yes. Shomron, uh, and Shomron is because the first capital of Israel was Shem. Yeruvah ben set it up, and then I think the fourth king switched it to Shomron, Samaria. So that is shorthand for the Malchus Yisrael. Continues the Navi. Shimu amim kulam hachivi eretz umaloa. Listen, says the Navi. You nations, pay attention. Hachivu is a stronger sense of, of shimu. In other words, internalize Eretz and Maloa and its inhabitants. And Adonai Elohim combines both the Mida of Rachamim and the other is the Midas Hadin because. The Kaddish Baruch Hu himself is emerging Meheichal Kadsho. He is a Heichal Kadsho could mean the Shamayim, where he's thrown in the Shamayim, or it could mean the Mikdash. Um, and what's going to happen? Kine Hashem Min Komo. This isn't a Kaddish Baruch Hu sending agents or Shlichim. Kaddish Baruch Hu is an absolute fury at the acts of B'nai Yisrael in particular. Hashem Yotzei Minkomo, he is coming himself uh, out of his heichal, the Yorad B'dorach al-Bomsei Eretz, and is going to treat or tread on the uh, altars of the uh, earth, meaning it could be the <coughs> altars of uh, the Avodah Zorah. Continues the Navi, um, and what will happen the mountains will melt. The valleys will split. Uh, like wax in a fire. Like water flowing down a slope. It's just the metaphors for a tremendous anger. And again, the Kaddish Baruch Hu is doing this himself. The Pesha Yaakov calls those Ubuchatos based Israel for the sins of Yaakov, and this would include Yehuda, Ubuchatos based Israel. He Pesha Yaakov Halo Shomron. Is the Pesha of Yaakov not Shomron? Umei Bamos Yehuda, Umi, and who are the altars of Yehuda? Halo Yerushalayim. In other words, this prophecy is directed against both. I will make Shomon, uh, I will juice it to rubble. I will personally do I will make on the mountaintops where there were cities, I will make total vineyards. I will destroy the buildings, leaving just the rubble of the stones and I will reveal its foundations will be left bare and naked. Now the Pranafi says himself, uh, but before, I will destroy all the idols, Esnan we know is traditionally the uh, expression of the 
wages paid to a prostitute for which B'nai Israel purchased them of their idols. They would get the gold and silver as adornments. I am going to destroy them. Yisrafu ba'esh, burn them in fire. And I will make all their idols like desolation. Um... Because they gather them all from the wages of the prostitute, the Ad Esnan Zona Yoshuvu, and I will return them to Esnan Zona uh, from whence they emerge. Now the Navi Micha adds a very personal statement. What he's saying, this is so aggrieving to him, the destruction, so clear what's going to happen that it's tormenting his soul physically and, and emotionally. Alzos Esmada, on this I will lament, I will wail, I will go like um, Sholal with a, a uh, delirious and just completely naked approach. I will make lamentations like jackals that wail. The Evel Kivnos Yana, and like, believe it or not, Yana would be an ostrich, is usually defined because they too leave out uh, a large whale. Some say he's talking here about Yehuda, some say it's both. Because the Kaddish Baruch Hu is coming to personally inflict the punishment. He will come to Yehuda. He's coming to the gates of Yerushalayim. And as we pointed out before, that this isn't Hester Punim, where we say the Kaddish Baruch Hu is hiding his face, his concealed from B'nai Israel, whatever happens, happens. No, this is the Kaddish Baruch Hu very actively involved. It's a sort of um, reverse form of Hashkacha Pratis, that he is inflicting this himself, every part of it he is involved in. Begas al-Tagidu b'cho al-Tifku. Very interesting appropriation here by the Navi Micha. Do not tell this in Gas. Gas is, of course, Gaza, the main uh, city of the Plishtim. And he lifts this directly from David's lamentation over Shaul and Yonasan. There's a beautiful lamentation in Malachim where he says, al-Tagidu Bagas. Don't even tell the news of their death in Gaz. Don't tell it in Ashkelon, another Philistine city. Because the daughters of the Philistine will rejoice. That the daughters of the uncircumcised. In other words, don't even breathe a word of how this tragedy in Gaz. Not that, you know, literally they had to know what was going on. But he's saying the same thing. The, the destruction is going to Bacho al Tibko. Don't even cry out loud so they know it. The Vesla offer offer his falshi. Now the Navi is going to use a very interesting device. He is going to mention cities in Israel that will be inflicted. But he is going to pick them seemingly at random, but they are anything but random. He's going to use a homiletic rhetorical device that Navi use, poets use it, 
it would be called in Hebrew, Lashon Nofel Alashon. He uses the word of the city to match something else, either a poetical rhyming scheme or a meaning that it will have. Um, I think in English it's called paramonia. It's a play on words, we would say. So, for example, Al Tifku, it says, Le Base Afra. Don't cry out in Base Afra. Afra is a city. We're not sure whether it's in Yerushalayim, whether it's in Judea, or, or um, actually there were two of them. So it could be the one in Judea, it could be the one in Eretz Yisrael. But Afra is a play on words on the next word, Afar, ashes. You will roll in the ashes, Hispalshi. The Afra Afer Hispalshi. And Hispalshi could be, again, a play on words of Plishkin. Uh, and we're going to see a few of these. It's, it's fascinating how the Novi incorporates this. Every Lachem Yoshevesh Shapir, go into exile, you people of Shapir. Ervas Boches, the um, humiliation, the, your nakedness, lo yotsa, uh, in other words, stop there. Shapir and Boshet could mean the same thing. That Shapir is the, uh, also the fetus. The fetus, which is, is, is expelled out, and that's how you're going to be. So that's where Shapir comes in. Shapir could also mean beautiful city, uh, uh, referring to Yerushalayim. Lo Yotsta Yoshevet Sa'anon, the city of Sa'anon, and again, we think it's a city in Judea, but there the play on words is Lo Yotsa. They didn't go, the people of Sanon, Misfat, Beisar, Eitzel, to be of lament their neighboring city, Beisar, Eitzel, Yikach, Michem, Amdoso, when they went into exile, Beisar, Eitzel, and they will take from you your, the wages of their standing around. In other words, they will exact from you as if it were the time they spent looting your city. Uh, they will take it out in, in, in loot and in your gold and your silver. You will pay for what they had to go through to conquer you. It's a very ironic statement. Because the city who dwells in Morot, Morot could be bitter as well, Mar. Because Terrible things have come down from the Kaddish Baruch Hu on the city of Yerushalayim. So you get the meaning, and there's more, and it continues. Resom ha-merkava l'rechesh, yoshevet l'chish. Harness the chariots to um, the, uh, harness the horses to the chariot. Yoshevet l'chish, you who dwell in l'chish. Again, rechesh, l'chish. There's a poetic symbiosis there. Lachish is interesting. Lachish is a city of Judea on the Israel border. And Mephorshim tell us it was one of the first, tragically, that took on the Avodah Zarah of their neighbors. In this era, there was very little Avodah Zarah, as it were, in Judea itself. But it all came from Israel, and Lachish was the first 
who was vulnerable, probably because of their proximity. Reshish Chatasi Levasion, the first one in Basion in Judea, he bach nimtzu pishe Yisrael was there and found the pishe Yisrael, the transgressions of Israel. In other words, again, they were first Baal Zorah, and to many Mephorshim, they were the ones that brought it in, the Baal and the other Avodah um, Zorah of choice to Judea. Lachain titni shluchim amoreshes gash. Therefore, send shluchim, gash shluchim would be gifts here. And again, titni shluchim amoreshes gash. Moreshes gash is a city, or it could be gash, or there could have been a separate city, Moreshes gash. Morasha, we know, of course, is an inheritance but uh, that this was your inheritance that you're giving back to them, um, your land. The houses of Achziv, again, the treachery, I think we get it by now, the, the device the Navi is using here of what we call Lashon Mephel Lashon. Ad heresh avilach yoshevet marasha ad adulam yavok avod Yisrael, and I will come to and take your inheritance. In other words, the Mephorshim say we're referring to a part where they reconquered a certain part of the uh, of Israel and then surrendered it to Tiglas Pileser. Uh, the king of Ashur. So Adha Yoresh, which you inherited, Avilach Yoshevet Marasha, again, play on words, Ad Adulam, to the city of Adulam, you gave it back. Yovo Kavod Yisrael, departed the glory of Israel. Karchi Vagozi Albinetanugayach, make yourself bald, tear your hair out, shave your heads. Uh, on Benea, the children uh, of your, your uh, idol worshipping, etc. This, by the way, is a sign of mourning, but it is more associated with pagan mourning than when Jews were. On the contrary, you're not allowed to do it. Uh, but make yourselves bald, like, like the Avodah Zorah. Harchivi widen the baldness on your head, like a bald, literally like a bald eagle, because you are going to be exiled from there. So we see Micha has a very fierce prophecy, a very sad prophecy. It would be nice to report. It gets better tomorrow, but it doesn't. 8.45 a.m., you won't want to miss it. Odd time.